Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Please stay on your feet and turn in your scriptures, please, in the Bible to the epistle of Paul to the Hebrews or to Hebrews chapter 11. We begin to speak, taken into this time. The sacred ministry of the Spirit of God. The portion of utterance begins with an activity, living activity, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from an activity. Of sin and death. A world that suctions you through the gravity that is enforced by previous satanic rule. Where he was the God of this world. He had satanic rule over Adam because Adam let him in. So that suction has continued to prevail against the majority of the human race. Leading everybody into the earth ultimately. And yet we see Enoch, and yet we see Elijah, and yet we see a little bit about Moses, and yet we see our hero and our savior and our God and our Lord, Jesus. And he doesn't only rise and ministers to us, putting death behind him, and putting death behind me in him, because according to the apostle Paul, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live Yet not I, but it's Christ who lives in me and the life that I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So for me to live is Christ. Meaning for me to live is no death. For me to live is Christ post-resurrection. Glory be to God. But not only did he rise to us and appear to us and minister to us and meet us on the shore with the great catch of fish, but then he blessed us and we saw him ascend. And so our life is hidden in Christ with God. See, I'm going to wait a minute till you get that. Because most of you are waiting for the rapture to eliminate the gravity of the planet and the demonic claim over you. But today God will enrapture you through faith. Not one millisecond will I spend respecting the defeated foe instead of praising the victorious. 
You were raised together with him. You were made to sit together with him in the heavenly places. Now remember, doctor is not talking about our life, you know, on earth. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you have Christ, you have life. And when you have life, then don't make an argument for death. That's what I'm talking about. So don't tell me what about cemeteries, what about graves, what about funerals. Don't tell me that. Quote the Lord who said, he who lives and believes in me shall never die. Not one of God's overabundant promises will I kill through unbelief. My dreams will not die. My visions will not die. My mission will not die. The church will not die. My disciples will not die. They will rise up living victoriously, triumphantly, miraculously, and boldly. Now, now one thing that the Lord has said is to be assassinated by the so-called legitimacy of the circumstance. I don't care what your argument is. Well, these are the last days. Well, we serve the last. He's both the first and the last. Glory to God. So you say, well, doc, you're preaching. Well, sure. If I quoted to you the law and activity of the spirit of life that has made us all free from an activity the law of sin and death then how could we still be wrestling two dimensions when we're called to let go of one and embrace the other so get ready you're going to let go of the possibility of failure you're going to let go of the possibility of not making it you're going to let go sin you're gonna let go of the inheritance of your generation and you'll lay hold on the very power of almighty god to take you up far above the realms of the natural and uh, and so how do i know you're gonna do it well i'm assuming you're gonna believe god I, I'm, I'm i'm believing you're gonna act on the faith that cometh You're going to say, if the word of God has come, I'm going to receive him and his declaration. I'm going to let go of this earth dominion because I've been called to an eternity with the Lord and compatibility with the king. You're going to let go of it. You're going to let go of the lie. You're going to let go of the terminal condition. You're going to let go of the incurable. You're going to let go of the... Come on, let the world hear us, church. Stay on your feet. I love you. I, I want us to um, please look at the uh, the eleventh chapter and uh, of the book of Hebrews. And uh, for the sake of time. 
today and I need a text. <laughs> I need a text. So let's let's look at the 33rd verse. Ready? And we're just going to read the 33rd verse. Ready? Read. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. All right, that, that's, that's, ver- that's the verse there. You have the number next to it, 33. For the sake of time, right? The entire, the entire book uh, is full of the uh, influence, the activity, the ability, and the spirit of faith. So, but in this verse, talking about men of old and women of old, talking about um, people like judges and prophets and so on that he names in the uh, previous verse. And he says that through faith... So I'm going to tell you, subdued. The faith given to us is to the intent that we subdue adversity. We recognize the invisible adversity and its, and its sinister work against Christ and against his church and against his body and against the humanity in the world. And we say, hold on a minute. I've been given authority over that sinister power. So I'm going to arrest that thing in the name of the Lord and I am going to subdue it. If it is a kingdom of evil, it is a temporary kingdom. If it's a kingdom of, of, of adversity, it's still a temporary kingdom. I have the faith to subdue. I have the faith to work or to execute or to accomplish or to fulfill or to verify righteousness. So you could call it subdue, accomplish, obtain, and stop. Come on, lift your hands and shout like you've never shouted in your life. And so as an opportunity to seize a conclusion preliminarily with you today, I'm going to say this, you're going to subdue what you dislike when it contradicts whom you love. through the spirit of faith to accomplish to perform to verify and to demonstrate the righteousness of God very similarly to what the Lord said your sins are forgiven you and people of religious nature and um, the strength of the letter of the law said what are you talking about no one can forgive sins but God he said all right let me ask you this what's easier to say The invisible is forgiven 
or to say get up and walk but so that you will know that the son of man has authority on earth hit somebody and shout on earth get up and walk I'm going to testify prophetically do you know what testifying prophetically is it's testifying beforehand let me prophesy or testify prophetically you stick around a little bit and you will see the Lord and Savior of Dr. Christian Harfush demonstrate that he's more than enough to do through your life and through our ministry what he sent us to do around the world he's more than enough he does not lie what he has declared he empowers to be performed his church is not a bunch of people that are gypsies running away to hide his church is a supernatural end time army taking the gospel of the word of the living God to the end of the world I'm using my hand held in order to teach so so to to do what to um, subdue kingdoms to work righteousness. I want you to notice that here faith is always working. So faith is being seen. Faith subdues kingdoms. So meaning in the beginning you see kingdoms hitting one another. You don't know the outcome. But faith knows the outcome. The Lord knows the outcome. My God works or demonstrates or executes or accomplishes or verifies justice or righteousness and what was the third thing do what obtain faith receives faith obtains the promises faith is mixed with patience when there's delay about the manifestation faith does not say it must not be the truth Faith keeps on grabbing on to the promises of Almighty God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Faith doesn't have to be in a rush to get out of the fire. Because faith can do away with the violence of the very fire. Faith can stand in a furnace and act like it's a heater. Some of you are tired standing out, but... I'm ready to be caught up. It's the truth. So faith is mixed with patience because faith is not nervous. Faith is not waiting. I'm going to say this. Faith is not waiting to be rescued so that it would work better in heaven. Faith is the very container, the very conception room, the very pregnancy dimension, being, being a reception to all that Jesus declared belongs to God's people. 
Faith is the anchor of heaven on earth in the lives of members of the great and glorious body of believers. I'm going to preach today if you let me. Should I stop? I hope this is helping you. And so obtains or receives the promises. Well, of course, it's when you stand praying, you believe you receive them. But between the believing, you receive them. And when everybody else agrees, you receive them. There is a patience moment. And everybody can vote. And a lot of people are going to go like this and move back. You can't live auditioning for people. You got to live serving the king. I said you got to live serving the king. People didn't save you. People didn't cleanse you. People didn't wash you. The king did. The Lord did. The Lord saved you. The Lord saved you. People didn't save you. The Lord saved you. The Lord saved you. Glory to God. So, 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 catch this, catch this, subdued. What did it say? Subdued kingdoms, wrought or worked or executed or manifested righteousness, obtained or received promises like Abraham did. And then stopped the mouths of lions. I want to stop there because in this world, metaphorically speaking, your enemies as a roaring lion going about seeking whom he may devour. Everything in this age that is contrary to this age, (laughs) hallelujah, is trying to eat out of your life certain things through words. Get you to double think and doubt the very protection preservation you have in God. Now I'm not I know I'm talking to victorious Christians. But just because we're victorious does not mean there's not little areas in your life that the enemy is trying to get away with his will done. We can all agree that you're called to a whole lot more than you are seeing manifested as of now and we can all agree that we believe that we're here today to receive from God the ability to be able to see more done in our lives and for his kingdom that we've seen so to stop is not only to silence but to give no place because the lion's power is in his ability to devour. But when his mouth is no longer in the picture. When his mouth is no longer in the picture. Then you have stopped him and put him out of your camp. Out of your family. Out of your mind, your will and your emotions. And out of your life. Glory be to God. Somebody shout yes. Hold the Bibles above your head please. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. Come on, talk like an army. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. Not an opinion. Not an opinion. Not human tradition. Not human tradition. Not subject to private interpretation. Not 
alive. God said, I believe, and that settles it. He is who he says he is. He will do what he said he will do. I am who he says I am. I have what he says I have. And as I receive today, I can do all that he said I can do. Now, are you in agreement with that? Well, set the Bible down and let the world hear the greatest shout of may be seated and tell someone anything is liable to happen here today. If we examine the oracles of God, the sacred utterance of the Lord, Today, we recognize that there are superhuman works that have been wrought or accomplished, performed, and experienced by certain predecessors we've had in the world of the covenant. You can't subdue kingdoms the way they did without that the faith that is invisible working visibly so there's a work there isn't it I'd call it the work of faith or the work of the spirit very important to stop here and tell us now they didn't have something greater than we have <laughs> let me talk over here I said they didn't have something greater than we have so when the Lord said at that great day of the feast is anybody thirsty are you thirsty Are you drinking natural stuff and then you get thirsty again? Are you eating natural bread and you get hungry again? You don't live by bread alone. Drink of this water, you'll thirst again. But the Lord said, come to me, he said. He that believes on me as the scripture has said out of his or her belly will flow rivers of living water. Life-giving waters flow out of the believer. That means life should hit this world. And life does hit this world. When you in your prayer closet resolve it with God. When you're in our Bible study resolve it with God. At IMI resolve it with God. And FCD resolve it with God. You cease to live under the dominion of this earth. You don't have to leave earth. To cease living under the dominion of the God of this world. Come on. You have the spirit of faith available to you. He's wiser than any intellect or any intelligence or any uh, natural reasonings that could come to the human being. Glory be to God. And this life-giving rivers that flow out of your belly are inexhaustible. And so sure and certainly the promises of God 
or the indwelling of the Lord and his faith in our life working through us and our agreement with him releases evidence. The evidence is seen. So the works of faith are seen in every age what is the acceptable year of the Lord. I'm going to preach today about Bible prophecy. I have been told by the Lord that Bible prophecy doesn't go into play only when a missile is fired. sent by the Lord to tell his people that he included them beforehand when he predicted them in the sacred scriptures he said tell my people they're a mountain tell them they're a city built on a hill tell them they're the light of the world tell them they're more than conquerors they're a prophetic people I'm going to teach today. I'm going to teach about Bible prophecy. I'm going to teach about dead men raising and sick men healing, water walking, God pleasing, promise obtaining, kingdom subduing, enemy stopping. Men and women of God, people whose works of faith cannot be denied by a defeated world or a defeated foe. People who are built by God to occupy the end time with an authority, dominion, and power that belongs to them. People that the very prophets themselves prophesied about and talked about and said there's a mighty grace that will come to them. And then they searched diligently in what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified ahead of time or prophesied beforehand of the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Hit someone say Christ will not suffer again. And say if Christ suffers because I'm suffering my sufferings are going to be subdued By my ability in God to receive the promises. Because night might endure for the night. Sorrow may endure for the night, but joy comes in. Get ready. Just. So I would be clear that we're not, I'm not trying to avoid the fact that some of us go through things or all of us go through things. It's not what we're saying. But we're saying that faith endures and turns every challenge into a testimony. Every, every one of the challenges, might as well write the testimony ahead of time. 
And so the, the prophets prophesied, predicted accurately, absolutely the Spirit of God, irrefutably the Spirit of God. And then they searched, what time are we talking about? And it said it was not given to them, but it was given to us because they were talking about us. Oh, so they were talking about a time when the glory would follow and they were talking about a people who are the heirs of the glory. Bible prophecy. Bible prophecy. People shining like the light. People casting out devils, healing the sick, raising the dead, declaring the good news. International Miracle Institute people. First century faith people. First century discipleship people. Persistent, continuing, excelling, prevailing, inclining. Notice what happens to you. Notice what happens to you. You will mount up with wings as eagles. Hit someone and say, catch this. I'm going to teach you in a minute and I'm going to preach to you in a minute. But I have to remind you. Because your appointment with God can be very quickly infused with power. If you get ready for it. So they that wait on the Lord, <laughs> they that wait on the Lord, that word means to minister to the Lord. That word is to acknowledge the Lord. Notice the, the young can get weary, the youth can utterly fall, but they that, the, they that wait on the Lord, they will receive strength. Why? They, they, they will renew their strength and they will mount up with wings as eagles. Glory be to Get ready to hit this age with a mounting up. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. For we walk how? By faith. Not by sight. We don't walk by the time frame or the age of whatever. Because the God that described what men will be like in the last days. Also described what you will be like and I will be like in the last days. The same God that knows. The one that knows that humanity without him is going to the pit. Has declared humanity with him has gone to the throne. I'm ready to run. I'm ready to declare. I'm ready to preach. I'm ready to serve. Are you ready? And so the apostle, are you standing? You may be seated. Did I tell you to sit down after we lifted the Bible up? After, after the meeting, I'll sometime next week, getting ready for things, I'll, I'll view the gathering today and see what the Lord, what the Lord enabled me to share with you in, in a, a period of time. The Apostle Paul said, 
to the Colossians. This is important to IMI. The Apostle Paul said that the Lord has delivered us. He put the word hath. Delivered us from the powers of darkness. Well, that's the, the fake lion, right? And translated us to the kingdom of his dear son. So we've been translated already. And now we're in a kingdom. It's not wrong in the kingdom of the king to celebrate the presence of the king of the kingdom. It's not wrong. Actually, it's proper protocol. Because before his kingdom became my house, his kingdom was his house. If I come into his house and I put my feet up on the, you know, the Holy Ghost table. If I just act as if his house is a place of democracy rather than a place of a kingdom. It's allegory now, don't get upset at me. Regardless of what party you belong to, if there's still parties around. Don't get all nervous because you think you're going to get on the list. You're on the list already. But watch it that the Lord doesn't take you off his list. Because nobody wants to show up there and say, uh, what? Uh, can you check again? No, it's the truth. It's the truth. And so it doesn't matter what persuasion you're in. Just as long as your persuasion is in agreement with the scriptures. You understand that? Because that's what I'm sent to do. I'm sent to preach the highest to you. Not to preach to you another option. Not another Jesus. And so before his house was your house. Before his house was my house. And I had to acknowledge he's Lord of all. And then things started lining up. And things started lining up. And I started growing. I started learning. Some things about protocol in his house, in our, whether it's my prayer chamber, my study, whatever it might be, not religious things or mental, you know, postures, but spiritual things of respect to the Lord and reverence to him and love to his people. And knowing that if in any way I, as a minister of the gospel, would be willing to embrace misleading things I'm going to be as guilty of what I don't say as I am guilty of what I say and so sometimes I'll go overboard telling you what I believe but it's not so you can get quiet because the Lord doesn't care about how loud you shout in your closet he wants to see you shout in the church
among the people of God. You can put your phone away, young man. Put it away. Put your phone away. God might call you collect. That'll be terrible, wouldn't it? I mean, unless he's going to pay the bill. But can you imagine calling you? Will you receive the call? No, no. So as a, as a man of God, it's very important to tell the truth, even at the risk of shocking the members. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's good. And um, I want to talk to our global church members. For every time you send in your prayer requests, you have a miracle. From incurable conditions to a kidnapped loved one to a lost child to a, to a wife taken by terrorists. And every time you send in your prayer requests to my ministry, you get an immediate result. Then why are you tithing uh, to... Um, Dumb and dumber when you're a member of the local church that is a global church in your life. Double tithe again because you are the one that said every time I send my prayer request, let doctor and doctor know that we love them very much. Every time we send in the prayer request, it gets answered immediately. Well, I'm looking for your check. I'm looking for your tithe. I'm looking for your offering. I'm looking for your... Because the Lord wants to see your honor in the middle of what's going on. So connect. Amen. Connect and release your obedience to God. And let that work in your life. Amen. And so the Apostle Paul continues to the Corinthians and he tells them, Whereof I made a minister according to the, um, uh, to the dispensation given to me for you all to fulfill the word of God. Do you remember that? Yes. Even the mystery. Notice the mystery in this world. Even the mystery. And he goes on to describe what the mystery is among the Gentiles. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Put your hands on yourself. Would you say Christ in you, the hope of glory? Whom? No, no. Would you say, I'm asking you a question. Would you say that Christ in us, the hope of glory, the, the indweller who lives, who has made this body, the temple of the Holy Spirit, who has purchased us with a price? That he moved in without the faith of God? Would you say for me to live is Christ? Means for me to live is also receiving the inspiration of the faith of God. Faith that I didn't conjure up. Faith that God gave me because of what Jesus did for me. Faith that this world in its nastiness is not worthy of. And yet the Lord said, go declare it. And if they will believe and they will receive, they can come and they could purchase without money and freely. They could come and receive of the waters of life 
freely. So I could sow the seed of the word of God to everybody, whether they're qualified or not qualified. And those that are self-righteous may be bypassed and those that are desperate may be touched. It doesn't matter to me. I have been made a recipient, a receiver of the God faith. This world's got no mountain that the peak is too high for me to soar above. It's got no dam that is too big for the river of God to overflow in. It's got no adversary that cannot be slain. No uncircumcised giant that cannot be overcome. No odds that cannot be mustered. No promises that cannot be received by the believer. If that is you, jump up and shout like you believe it today. I love you. All right. I'm glad you held it together through the introduction. I want to talk to you about about twin pillars for the last days. And I'm just going to be able to touch on it this morning. Twin pillars that are not the only two pillars, but they're books of scripture that are designed by God who bypasses times and seasons to be united as a witness in the last of the last days. The other day we touched on uh, the ministry of John the theologian and how John the beloved continued all the way where he pressed over into almost the second century or early second century uh, AD and he was facing spirits of antichrist, the persecutions against the church, the the heresies that were happening in his age and yet successfully church tradition tells us that he had had trained a minimum of seven or more actually ordained disciples directly ordained by him. And we saw in the 10th chapter of the book of Revelation, right in the middle of all these different end time activities, God giving beloved apostle John a mission and a word that that is even a promotional word. Do you see what I mean? Even though he was already pushing 100 years old. We saw him take the scroll. We saw him eat the scroll. And we saw the prophecy come to declare to him that he will not continue to be on Patmos and die. But he's coming off of Patmos and he will continue. So this was used by the Lord to jar the faith of people. Both through first century discipleship training and all over the world through our teaching to rise up and say, hold up a minute. John the beloved is a type of we who are alive and remain. And so as a type of we who are alive and remain, he wouldn't boil. He wouldn't be overcome. He couldn't be canceled. He couldn't be made quiet. He couldn't fail to publish whatever the Lord told him to publish. He couldn't fail to occupy whatever high places of utterance that he needed to occupy. And so he became um, the, not only the bearer of the gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, but the book of the Revelation. The other pillar is Daniel, the prophet. Daniel and the Revelation in any school of theology that's actually legitimately Christian. <laughs> it's hard to just say things in passing, right? I got to qualify myself. 
And I've studied with many different branches and then ultimately did my own research to find out what does it, how can I fulfill my training ministry to train people. So I, I noticed that both Daniel and the Revelation go hand in hand along with other prophets, but those two books stand hand in hand regarding end time prophecy. And so I wanted to talk to you about the, the makings just briefly of the, the ministry of Daniel because you're going to see in it today something that has to do with you, our region, our nation, and the world. You're going to see it because nothing is in our Bible to be put behind us. Right? Otherwise, what good is it to read history? No. And so it's, it's there because it has a message for the now. And, and the word of God does. So we see that, you know, that during the, the kingdom of, of um, um, Judah, in about 600 and something, 605 or 607 or whatever, uh, whenever it was accomplished, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylonia, Neo-Babylonia, came and took the captive uh, children of Judah, the princes and so on, and Daniel was one of them. And he took also much, many, most of the vessels of gold and silver that were in the house of the Lord, and he took them into uh, Babylon. Well, at that time, you got to remember, Babylon is also the entire known world with the exception of parts of of present day Europe but it's all the way across Asia Major North Africa all the way across North Africa the Levant present day Levant all the way across you know probably touching Turkey and then touching Syria touching Iraq touching uh, Persia present day Iran and so on it's an entire one world government so he comes down to the kingdom of Israel and he takes captive with him these people that uh, are end up becoming the prophets and the writers and the champions of that time. Daniel was one of them. And he was believed to be somewhere around 16 to 20 years old. I believe that he was about 20 years old. He was taken and um, he prophesied and interpreted. He both knew the dream of successive kingdoms that King Nebuchadnezzar had, but had also the interpretation of what the meaning of the dream is. And I won't take too much to talk about it, except that he succeeded and continued. And this is very important. No one knows when Daniel left, except we have him on record, pushing his 90s and ready to be promoted to the highest level in the medio persian empire and so he outlasts monarchs and kings at a time when he's supposed to be and the hebrew children are supposed to be in captivity in persecution in enslavement so things are not politically or naturally pleasing in the natural Anybody found yourself somewhere sometime? 
at all? You know, if I had a dollar for every time the devil said, I'm going to kill you, we would fund the end time revival. And sure, because we've been all over the world and sometimes we've been in places in the world the wrong time. From as far back as a year after Dr. Rob and I got married. So, you know, when you're, when you're recognizable and all of that, people, people don't want to leave you alone. But nonetheless, I want to talk to you about not only favor, but ability to subdue contradiction because there's no doubt you're favored by God there's no doubt you're royal stock there's no doubt you're a holy priesthood there's no doubt you're a royal or a holy nation there's no doubt God is for you there's no doubt he means you well and his thoughts for you are for good and not of evil there's no doubt about that but your enemy will resist you you can't duck out of persecution Lock your wings and let the Lord give you the power that you need to break the yoke of the adversary off of your life. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I I, want to tell you, God is going to do something in your world. And he may do it sooner rather than later. But whatever the Lord is reserving to do himself, don't let that rob you of the patience that can Gain you a now victory. Let victory be yours in the now. Don't wait for for any changes in the natural to get the result or the rewards of God in the now. This is good teaching. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so Daniel... Um, spells out powerful things throughout his time moving through the Neo-Babylonian kingdom all the way, the empire all the way through Media all the way through Persia and he, he serves under a number of kings that are recognizable in, in, from the beginning when he's very young his reputation and the reputation of his God hit someone, say the reputation of his God From his youth, the reputation of his God started hitting. You're talking about, you're talking about titles? How about king of the universe? How about king of kings? Huh? You can go down the line, about 10 titles that these monarchs shared, especially the great ones like Nebuchadnezzar's, Nebuchadnezzar and Cyrus much later and, and so on. So you're talking about someone who thinks they're the king of the universe. And then one day, they're humbled enough to release a decree that says, these people's God, these people's God, these people's God, the reputation of God is not left up to dispute. When we came out of Egypt, Canaan knew that our God buried Pharaoh. When Gideon was called, the Midianites knew what the dream meant when it tumbled down 
a loaf of bread. Your adversary is terrified of the bread of God in your life. So Daniel's God and the three Hebrew children's God was already published by Nebuchadnezzar worldwide as the one you should fear. The one whose kingdom's got no end. Glory be to God. And so from then on, you could see now Daniel is in promotion. and that you, you could sit down. Daniel is, is, is being ministered to by the Lord. But in the middle of, of a world that is a, this is a one world government. And it's not a government of, of um, rationale. It's a government of, a government of legalism and laws. Meaning that to survive successfully in that, you need more than favor. You need connection with God. And you have it. Listen to me. Faith is not a completely void of performance experience. Sometimes you walk by faith and not by sight, ignoring the contradictions. But that's not forever. So, so something is off balance whenever, whenever there is no performance that, that are the result of obtaining the promises. <laughs> There's got to come a time when the promise is obtained. And so what happened in the, in, in, in the lives of these men was that two powers hit. And when the earthly power gave and the heavenly power won, then the human king of kings and the human uh, king of the universe and the human whatever put out a decree of acknowledgement. This world is full of announcements that have been made worldwide about the glory, the victory, the authority, the reliability of my God. My enemy knows who my God is. He just doesn't want me to continue to know who I am and tell everybody who they are in Christ Jesus. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, you're more than a conqueror. I'm going to tell you, glory to God, glory to God, glory, glory, glory. Put your hands on your spirit saying, I'm a believer. I have an alert mind, a receptive spirit, an attentive heart, an active faith. My life is full of energy. I know that God has something for me and I will not leave without. What I receive today will change my life forever. Now lift your hands and praise the Lord out loud with a great shout of praise. So you may be seated, please. And, and so this Daniel continues. And when um, Darius, the, the Mede, and Cyrus, the Persian, come into power, 
Cyrus being the more influential and, and the greater king. They come into power. Mede and Persia or Media Persia comes into play. At that time, Daniel's reputation is already well proven. So the king, Darius, is, is putting 120 princes in charge of the entire domain. And out of those princes, he's got three that are going to be the top. And out of those three, he's already decided that Daniel will be the top of those three. That's some good stuff coming to the, to the man of God. He's supposed to be a slave. He's supposed to be in captivity. But when your God can do what your God is willing to do when you believe his promises. See, these kings knew what it was like to have a temporary kingdom. So when they ran into the power of the one who has an eternal kingdom, they were eventually forced to respect his children. I want to tell you what he did and then we'll go to, to the to Bible prophecy for you. Praise God. So one of the things that Daniel prophesied and predicted had to do with the, with the decree that would be passed years after he prophesied. And the decree was to release the children of captivity, the, the Hebrew children um, from captivity to build the temple and rebuild Jerusalem. You know the story. But he predicts to the year from the time the decree will be made, a decree that was not made, till the time Messiah comes. And you end up in AD 26 which is the year Christ Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist there was no way any man could have predicted that now we who know that it was written hundreds of years before Christ believe it others that criticize the word of God and say it was a not a reliable document it was written only a hundred years before Christ I would pose the question, well, that's a great miracle also because somehow during the time when there was supposed to be no prophecy because of Malachi's 400 years of alleged silence, God managed to put out a document that predicted to the day, the baptism day of his own beloved son when the Trinity appeared in that, when he came out of the water and the Holy Spirit descended as a dove upon him and, 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 and it was the Son, the Spirit, and then God the Father from heaven spoke. That day was predicted by Daniel to the day. Then, of course, you know that he predicted Messiah would die after that. And he tells us, not for himself. So the 
the, the clear message is that the Lord didn't die for himself. He died for the sins of the people. Now, I would say that's Bible prophecy. So he foretells the baptism of John, which is literally the open door of the acceptable year of the Lord. Because right after that, the Lord went, you know, 40 days, tried by the enemy, and then came back and he began to preach. The acceptable year. The Spirit of the Lord's upon me. Glory be to God. He has anointed me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and, and you know, I, I don't want to quote the, the Bible here. You know, so he predicts that. So he is at that point as a prophet of God getting ready to step into a third phase of his ministry in absolute promotion over every wise man, every sorcerer, every, uh, you know, uh, astronomer, astrologer, every wise person in the empire. And, um, and stepping into Darius and stepping into Cyrus's kingdom. And he's, he's going to be, again, number one. He's outlasted everybody. So his, his God has been in favor since they were assimilated. I want you to stay, remember for a minute. How many of your ancestors whooped the devil? Yeah. I'm talking about I like our Christian predecessors. Yeah. This world is not ignorant. The kingdom of darkness is not ignorant of the works of Christ. The devil knows who Jesus is and he knows who believes in Jesus. And if you believe in the Lord, if you believe in the Lord, come on somebody. Glory. If you believe in the Lord, and that's what Daniel did, he believed in the Lord. So these people looked at Daniel and said, he's going to be number one. We've got to stop this man. He's got to be unfaithful. He's got to be unfaithful to the kingdom. He's got to be, he, something's got to be wrong with him. And they couldn't find anything wrong with him because he had an excellent spirit in him. You know, I look at you and I know in the spirit, most of us here are actually pretty good people. Well, I'm just saying, if, if, if you're not, the Lord is hiding it from you. You know, I'm talking about, you know, in Christ, you become a new creature. And in Christ, you're not who you used to be. So when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're filled with the spirit of excellence. And you also, you have that potential of grasping excellence and living in the excellency of the Lord. Well, I need to zoom through this, but what happened, they, they had a law that if they passed this law, they agreed on it. The king himself couldn't reverse the law. So they all got together. It sounds very familiar. It's like, you know, just like this. Or like this. Just just repeats itself. It sounds, it sounds very familiar. They got together with the king and said, Oh, king, you know, we, we, uh, we all got together, all the counselors, all the, the, the parties involved, all the people that can make a decision. And, and, and we asked that we should dedicate 30 days 
nobody will worship or ask a petition, prayer request, or a request of anybody else except you, O king. And not even from a god or God, just you. And he's, he's, you know, he doesn't know what's going on. It sounds like a good idea, right? <laughs> he's never had that level of award offered to him before. If you're a king, beware of subjects. That was multiple layered. Multiple layered. And uh, so he signs the, 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 the decision. He signs it. Darius signs it. And it said that when Daniel knew that it was signed, he went home. And his doors to his alayah, the, the, the high, the upper room in his house, was open towards Jerusalem. So his connection with where he came from was never forsaken. Remember, you're the child of the new birth. You're a new creation. You're not who you used to be. You're not what they say about you. You are a new creature created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Hallelujah. You're more than a conqueror. You are prepared by God, equipped by heaven to endure and to prevail in the time that you're living in. My God will promote you. My God will preserve you. My God will direct you. My God will bless you. My God will sustain you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And so what he did, and the scriptures are clear, when he knew it was signed, It wasn't that he did something he didn't do before. It's that he said, well, I'm not going to hide what I continually have done. Bible prophecy. See, before Antichrist comes, there's got to be somebody willing to withhold him. But if the church goes into the basement instead of the upper room... I'm going to talk to you. And can you imagine the people that, that got that thing signed? They're all looking. Talk about, you know, surveillance. Wow, that's how it happens, huh? I, I, just, I just had a flashback of a previous denomination I came out of. That's how, it, that's how everything gets quiet and the, and the Holy Spirit gets sucked out of the room. Maybe you say something that's not ethnically correct, racially correct, or politically correct from the altar. this world should make you a basement dweller if you're a child of the living God 
why you're here. That's why you're part of this family. That's why you're part of this army. That's why you're part of this ministry. That's why you're part of this school. My God. Because you are champions. You're warriors of righteousness. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory. And so whenever it's all done out here, you still go up to your high place and you still bow your knee three times a day before the Lord of heaven and the Lord of glory because the consequences do not disconnect you from the covenant. So they they watch him, they watch him, and sure enough, in the morning, at noon, and at even time, he's 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 praying to the Lord, and 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 they they have witnesses. All of them are witnesses because the entire thing was concocted to stop him. Bible prophecy, Bible prophecy, because he's the type of leadership in the house of God among the people of heaven. Come on, somebody. Bible prophecy. There's no plot that the enemy has concocted against the church that will prevail against the army of believers that God is raising up for this hour. We're gathering from every state. We're gathering from every people group. And we're gathering from every nation to stand up before the Lord of heaven and say, here we are, Lord. Use us to save the multitudes. Use us to deliver the captives. Use us to help the afflicted. My God, my God, that's what we are. The greatest call of God upon our life. It's Christianity. So, you know the story, but I want to remind you, see, this is an attack on the people of the covenant. Therefore, it's an attack on the covenant of the people. The enemy wants to short circuit your connection with the covenant by getting you to doubt it. Don't let go of your promises. Obtain them. Darius the Mede, he's a Median, he's different than the one that would come later, Darius the Great. This Darius loves Daniel. Why? The reputation is spreading. One kingdom comes, one kingdom leaves, the next kingdom inherits the things that were made public regarding this man and his covenant, these people and their covenant. Phenomenal. So he loves him. He doesn't know he's signing that thing against him. And then they come and say, King, didn't you sign that thing that you signed? 
And isn't it our law that nobody should violate what you signed and even you can't change what you signed because it's your word and you gave it and you can't change it? He said, yeah, I did that. They said, well, you know, Daniel. And they played the video. Daniel is like, it's amazing what you'll do when you're under the anointing. And in that whole day, that entire day, Darius is working overtime to try to reverse the stupidity that his subjects pulled him into. And he had no legal loophole. They came and grabbed him and said, listen, you can't change this. This is the law of the Medes and the Persians. So the last thing he could do, is it all right? Because you know the story, right? The last thing he could do is like, okay, if anybody does, he's supposed to go to the lion's den and be put, this is where they shut the mouths of lions. He's going to be thrown in the lion's den. And um, so I can't saved Daniel out of it but he said uh, Daniel you know the, the God whom you serve continually the king is saying this the God whom you serve continually he will deliver you out of <laughs> prophecy and so they they threw him in the in the in the cave of lions they he's descended into the mid of of very violent very uh, capable powers he's 87 years young when he's put in the den Tell that to the narrative. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. stone and covered the mouth of the cave and the king took his signet his signet ring and the signet authority of his lords and sealed the stone with it that means imperial rule has sealed you in to the confinement that the devil thinks will end you bible prophecy You're just transitioning into promotion. Bible 
Bible prophecy. You're coming up to your upper room again. Bible prophecy. You're going to outlast the king's Bible prophecy. You're going to see a regime change. Bible prophecy. You're going to fulfill the promises of God. Whatever it is that is uncomfortable to you that could be doing better, get ready to sing your way, praise your way, meditate your way, and study your way through it. You're coming up. You're coming up with the help of Almighty God. The king goes to his palace at night. He's like... uh, is, I don't want any music. That's what he said. I don't want any music. No musicians come and play. Spirit songs shut off. I'm not going to eat or anything all through the night. And, I, and his sleep left, left him. He's up all night. He's got more presidential graying going on during the night than Daniel has at 87 years young. Because in his room, there's absence. But in the cave, there's the angel of the Lord. The presence is with you. The presence will keep you. The Lord is present. Glory be to God. Should I stop? He's in your island. He's in your home. He's in your state. He's in your family. He's in your ministry. He's in your church. He's in your evangelistic organization. He's moving in your life. He's raising you up. Shake yourself off of the dust of yesteryear. You're stepping into the promotion of today. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Pastor Lamar, get behind the keys real quick like. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. I feel the power of the I feel the power of the Holy Ghost on you. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost on you. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost on you. take a moment give give me a little softer key there Pastor Lamar if we could take a moment remember now at 87 years young he's he's in the lion's den so we we look at we look at um, Darius then we we look at Cyrus Cyrus may have lived another 8 years or 10 years Daniel prospered according to the, the word of God he said this Daniel prospered He did. He said about himself, this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus. So he's 87 years young. He's going to not only be preserved, 
and the angel's presence would tell the lions he is not to be devoured because his mission on earth is called to be protected by the Lord who called him. You are not to be devoured. Your mission on earth, you're not to be defeated. Your mission on earth, your citizenship of the heavenly realm on earth. But he's 87. He's going to be minimum 95 or he's going to be minimum 97. And then there's no record of his passing. Do you see the parallel of the pillars? John the revelator and Daniel the prophet. Both are representative of the most powerful pillars of end time testimony. And longevity and preservation is the order of the day. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm going to read it to you. And you can find the address and study it later. The sixth chapter of, um, of the book of Daniel. And... Um, and when he came to the den, he cried with, with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. <laughs> and the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me for as much as before him innocency was found in me and also before the O king I have done no harm. Then was the king exceeding glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den so that Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. Why? Because he believed. That's why. Not because he's better than you, but because, because he believed. Because he believed. he believed in his God and, and I'm going to let you in on a, on a thing I discovered in study tradition records and, and tradition is here and there you know we don't go by the unreliable but there's reason to believe this is true that the people that were anti-Daniel questioned whether or not the lions were you know rigged or muzzled or tired or, or fed or whatever and you don't let your opinions out in front of a king that, that you have hoodwinked. So it says, and the, and, and the king commanded that they brought those men which had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, and their wives, and the lions had, had the mastery over them. And break all their bones in pieces or ever, or ever they came to the bottom of the den. 
uh, I have to guard myself from getting more thrilled about what happens to my enemies than I am about what happens. Uh, do I have a witness? Is there anybody in here today? Some of you are shouting louder. That's right. Yeah, throw them in. Amen. Amen. But look, I'm 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 almost done. I'm Pastor Christie. I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to to come in a minute. And listen to this. The King Darius wrote. See, you gotta understand that the the lions had no patience. The lions were like, okay, the angel won't let us do that. You know, but you know, it's very important because in those days, that was that was called Atlas lion. That species is virtually gone. It's a very large lion and very powerful. Those lions didn't scratch. Those lions hit. And when they hit, according to the scriptures here, also historic records, bones broke. So before these people ever hit the bottom of the, the, the den, their, bo- their bones had become powder because the lions were ready and boom, hit them and devoured them. So the mastery over them was released from zero to whatever, 1,000 immediately. Do you see what I mean? So the consequence on, on the enemies of Daniel were terrible. And that's important because our Lord is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And it's good for you to know that the entire world conspiracy has tried to dethrone the lion from being the king of, of the beasts. Are you listening to me? But there was no tiger. There was no leopard. There was nobody that could hang with these lions when God said what he said about the lion. So one hit and the bones are broken. Boy, I like that. That was worth the day. All right. And, 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 uh, then King Darius in verse 25, chapter six, the book of Daniel, then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations and languages that dwell in all the earth. Peace be multiplied unto you. Whew. An epistle. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. Hit someone say, that's right now. I, I know it's King Darius talking, but if Darius preached God bigger than who God is, we're in trouble. But he didn't. He delivereth. Hey. He delivereth. And rescueth. 
And he works signs and wonders in heaven and in earth. Who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So when we believe our God. The works of faith work in our lives. And we eternally become preachers of a testimony. That spreads the fame of the Lord worldwide. Jump up to your feet and give God a shout of praise today. It's the same thing that happened with the net. When the Lord empowered the church to cast the net in on the right side. And we went in the water and out of the entire sea of Tiberias. 153 fish. The type of the human race. With all ethnicities, all different people. And also every species known at the time of the fish in the world and he brought humanity up out of the deep of being lost and brought it into the shore of its destiny through men and women whose net will not break whatever it is whatever it is seclusion whatever it is persecution whatever it is lion's den whatever it is the Lord is more than reliable to help his people and uh, and the Lord pulled Daniel up out of the den the same way prophetically had someone said prophetically. prophetically an allegory of our Lord laying down his life Pilate granting a seal stone put on the grave are you listening yeah. and then he comes up out of the grave 100% whole and then eternal to never go back to dying and the seal of an empire is broken off of the tomb of the Lord and also the seal of the empire is broken off of the doom of your destination in Adam into the resurrection life you have in Christ Jesus I wouldn't stay on earth one day past my assignment. Thank you very much. But as long as I am assigned by heaven, there's not a power, there's not a force, there's not an antichrist, there's not an enemy, there's not an affliction, there's not a weakness, there's not a frailty that will stop Dr. Robin and I and our family who will serve the Lord from running and rushing the end time line of victory with authority and dominion and power and I believe that when I say as for me and my house I'm talking about you also because you're part of this house I believe you're healed I believe you're whole I believe you're strong I believe you're blessed I believe you're anointed I believe you're delivered I believe you're appointed and I believe you're gonna say so if you believe it
Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfush Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com, and we'll see you next week.